to each of you. Welcome, third Sunday of Advent, December the 11th, 2022. I think the sun will come out when it gets really cold, won't it? When it finally gets really cold, we'll have some bright sunshine, but maybe the sun will peek through today or tomorrow. Well, this afternoon, um, the Artemis One Orion spe spacecraft will splash down, right? And um, back from the moon. Have you seen the pictures of the Earth from the moon? Did you see any of those pictures? The Earth is really small. Mm -hmm. Really gives us perspective. Third Sunday of Advent, remember November 27th, first Sunday, watch and wait. Last Sunday, restoration comes through repentance. And today, restoration comes through reporting. So repentance last week, reporting uh, this week. Just a better review, repentance is a change of direction, change in behavior. Remember Pastor Eric's U-turn sign last week, a person might say, I'm not going to quarrel anymore, I'm going to show compassion, because I need compassion, this would be repentance, and he also suggested that repentance includes returning to our inner selves, our core spirituality, our spiritual practices, so it involves healing, too, we're all made in God's image, this is something we share with each other. The word today is joy, okay? And Mary is our example. My soul or my spirit is exceedingly joyful because of, because of what God is doing, and she's reporting back what God is doing. Our text is from Matthew again. This was written in the 80s, most likely in the 80s, uh, most likely in Antioch, of Syria. This is in present-day Turkey. It was an important place. This community was related somehow, <coughs> excuse me, to the disciple Matthew. And um, he, if he were living, he would have been very old then, so uh, maybe his wisdom, his information had been passed on to the community. In A.D. 70, and this is important, there was a war, and Jerusalem was defeated, uh, destroyed, the temple was destroyed, and now in the 80s, uh, uh, this community, uh, you can imagine that they worshipped, uh, the Jesus followers were worshipping in the synagogue, uh, or perhaps right next door, but they were adjusting to life in the Roman uh, Empire. This uh, community was a community in transition. After the war in AD 70, the Pharisees were the ones who uh, led the synagogue. And regrettably, uh, there was a separation taking place between the uh, Jesus followers and the synagogue. And there was also uh, welcoming now of Gentiles. Gentiles were being welcomed uh, into the church.
a community in trans transition. Uh, and the questions raised in this text are just as precious and just as important for us now as uh, when they were written. Jesus, are you the one that is to come? Or are sh should we be looking for another? Matthew's uh, community used Mark's gospel, which was written around the time of the war in AD 70, along with a good account of Jesus' teachings that the community possessed. And I like to think that probably this was the disciple Matthew maybe wrote down Jesus' teachings, Sermon on the Mount. Uh, and so these were available. And so the community uh, used Mark and these teachings, put together the gospel. Later on, when Luke wrote uh, his gospel, he used Mark and he used Matthew. So it's just uh, wonderful the way things uh, worked out. So I said Matthew is as fresh today as it was in the first century. It continues to form and guide us because we are a Sermon on the Mount people. The question posed by John the Baptist's disciples to Jesus, are you the one who is to come, is completely current. Are we on the right track? Is it worth it? And Jesus' answer gives us God's agenda. The core affirmation, the good news of the gospel for us this morning is yes, Jesus is the one. Jesus is special, unique. In him we see and hear God at work. God's reign or empire is present, shalom, and we can report on it. Our spirits are encouraged and joyful. So let's pray together as we begin. God, thank you for giving us this text through Matthew's community. Holy Spirit, please illumine it. Illuminate it for us this morning. Bring joy to our spirits in all our circumstances. Amen. John and Jesus are different, aren't they? They dress differently. John wore leather, the camel's skin. They ate differently. Locusts and wild honey, that's what John ate. He was ascetic. He didn't eat or drink much. Jesus ate and drank. And they had different, they, they lived in different places, and they had differing agendas or approach. Approaches. John attacks Herod for moral failure and is now in prison when this is written. There was an article on December the 7th in the Journal Star. I think there's a law in Indonesia that was passed making it crime to criticize the government. And certainly in Russia and China, dissent is punished. So John attacked Herod. This was a big mistake, right? He's in prison and he will be executed. Jesus, on the other hand, works for justice, God's shalom, for the marginalized, the poor, the needy. And he took this agenda to the outer court of the temple during Passover. People were being cheated and space was being used for money-making rather than a place of prayer for all. Because of this disturbance, he was arrested and he was subsequently also executed by Rome. They had different agendas. John is struggling here. He's not sure. Jesus doesn't seem to be trying to get him, get him released. Jesus is not sorting the wheat from the chaff and burning the chaff with fire. 
John says, where is the axe that's supposed to be laid to the root of the tree? John has disciples, followers, which now he sends to Jesus. Begin this text. And it took place when Jesus finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went from there to teach and to preach in their towns. Then John, after learning in prison about the deeds of Christ or the deeds of the Messiah and sending word by his disciples, said to him, to Jesus, the one who is coming, is it you or should we wait for another? Is it you or should we look for someone else? John may well have thought Jesus' deeds were missing the point. And Jesus answering, continuing with our text, and Jesus answering said to them, after going, report back to John those things which you are hearing and seeing. The blind regain sight, and the crippled walk around. The lepers are made clean, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the poor have good news announced. And blessed, whoever is not led into sin in connection with me. Are we, are you included in Jesus' answer? Does God help you regain sight? These um, words from Matthew are, are the same as what Mary is saying, uh, same as the psalmist, uh, Isaiah 35, which Gail referred to, God's love and care for the poor for the marginalized, for justice, for the poor. Jesus says, blessed, whoever is not offended on account of me. In other words, who is not shocked or repelled by me, put off by me, and therefore takes a different road, the wrong road. The verb here gives us our English verb to scandalize. So blessed, is anyone who is not scandalized by me, not shocked by me, and goes in the wrong direction. Jesus is about his father's business here. Jesus goes to the Isaiah scroll and answering John. And this is um, a text that Gail referred to in her children's sermon. Isaiah 35, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy for waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. So they use that text, also other, a couple other Isaiah texts. Um, 61, 1 to 2, this is quoted in Luke 4 when Jesus began his ministry. Jesus is saying, John, you know the Isaiah scroll. You probably have it memorized. You know these words. And don't you remember God's faithful servant community, Zion, who suffered amidst the ruins of Jerusalem? Can you stretch your mind enough to consider a suffering Messiah who is for the poor? Continuing with our text, while they were going, Jesus began to speak to the people concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed which is being shaken by the wind? But if not that, then what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft garments? Look, the ones who are wearing soft clothes are in the palaces of the kings. What did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, even much more than a prophet. This is he about whom it is written. 
See, I am sending out my messenger before you, he who shall prepare your way ahead of you. Truly I say to you, in those born of women, one has not appeared more prominent than John the Baptist, but the one who is least important in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Jesus says, remember, consider, the ones who are wearing soft clothes are in palaces. Jesus uses words from Malachi 3, 1 and 4, 10 to identify John with Elijah. The rest of this passage, uh, chapter 11, 16 to 19, is in the weekly. So this is really part of the sermon. If you have a chance, read, read that. Um, John is, Jesus is identifying John with Elijah, God's messenger, and his hoped-for return will prepare the people for God's reign and call people back to a covenant relationship with God. John is important. We need to bear fruit worthy of repentance. And Luke gives us the fruit. If you have two coats and someone doesn't have one, you share it. Uh, if you have food, you share that food. You, uh, you price things fairly. You don't extort money from other people. These are the fruits of justice that uh, John says we bear worthy of repentance. John is no comparison with Jesus, who is the least, the servant who gave his life on the cross as a ransom for many. So my friends, I would suggest to you that follow Jesus, be a follower of Jesus. Finally, what are our application, transformation, restoration goals? In order to report back what we're what we have seen and heard, we need to take time, don't we, to see and hear. Uh, a speaker in our capital in Springfield, Rotunda, there is a uh, nativity scene. And, uh, um, one of the speakers mentioned that the shepherds took time and the wise men. So we need to take time to have our, our eyes open um, to hear. John sent his disciples to hear and see. In order to report back, we, we need to adjust our expectations of who and what we're looking for. This is the upside-down kingdom. Be open to surprises. Don't be repelled or offended by Jesus' way of nonviolence and inclusion and justice. What are we looking for? Jesus didn't fit John's expectations, but Jesus fits the Isaiah scroll. God is amazing. Don't be part of the generation Jesus describes in verses 16 to 19. That's in the weekly. A generation that doesn't look at God's agenda for the marginalized. A generation that excludes people rather than looking at their accomplishments by means of the Holy Spirit. That excludes people rather than looking at their accomplishments by means of the Holy Spirit. Then report back what we see and hear. As long as we take spirit-led opportunities to talk about what God is doing in our midst, they will continue to be Jesus followers, continue to be Christians. Many of you, uh, the younger ones, will be alive in 2070. Do you think you will be alive in 2070? That's um, just 50 years from now. Uh, article in the Journal Star again on the 30th, by 2070, Christians will be in a minority. 
ethnic countries, uh, 46% who identify as Christians. But you have to take that with a little nuance because there are many nuns, N-O-N-E-S, but those people, uh, as I understand, are not atheists, don't particularly say they're atheists. They may be spiritual, they just don't want to sit in a pew on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Um, so we have to take that with a little, uh, have to have a little understanding about that. God will continue, the Holy Spirit will continue to be working inside and outside the walls of the church, freely in the world. So these people may have spiritual sensitivities, not necessarily atheists, but not in the church. But anyway, that, that there will be minority of people God identifying as Christian, but God will still be working. Jesus and the Holy Spirit will be working. God will still be loving God's world. God's restoration will still be ongoing, so many of you will be alive then. And the agenda that is in, these, in our text for today, the eyes of the blind being opened and the prisoners being released, good news for the poor, water in the desert, uh, this will still be God's agenda. So maybe hang on to this bulletin in 2070, uh, get it out and look, <laughs> look at it, uh, look at these texts. If we articulate like Mary, the poet of our psalm and Jesus, what God is doing, we will continue to be a new community that trusts Jesus. Jesus is the one who appeared and is coming. Jesus is the Messiah for the Messian community in Antioch of Syria in the 80s and also for us. So be a Jesus follower. We are part of the kingdom of heaven. What do we have to report at Metamore Mennonite Church? I think John were to send disciples to us and he would receive a good report. A lot of good things about how the hungry are being fed. Uh, we had, so I don't even know where to start. So many uh, good, uh, good uh, things. We had a moment of mission not too long ago about Mennonite women. Children are a priority for us. We have an elders love fund. And this is a little, probably a little misleading in the weekly. I ask you to consider if you put extra for that today, that's great. But I would say Think about that, and for next Sunday, um, attach a little extra to your offering. This is a fund the elders have for people in need. Uh, people need help with rent or gas or food. And uh, so think about uh, making a Christmas contribution to that as our action response for today carried out uh, in your thinking and for next So this can give us joy, God's agenda, reporting what, uh, what God is doing, and uh, this will continue. During a prayer time, I think there will be opportunity to share stories that encourage, bring encouragement to us. Let's close in prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the deep joy you give to our spirits. Like Mary, because of Jesus' faithfulness, help us to focus on his interests, your agenda, what you are doing, 
not be put off by Jesus' ways. Give us a share in Jesus' kingdom. Your ways are not our ways. Help us as a congregation to be a sacrament in your world. Good news for the marginalized, the poor. Thank you for working through John and Mary and Jesus. We are joyful to be part of this number. I pray that you bless this faith community, bless each one with joy as we continue in our Advent journey. May our gatherings this week be times of joy and encouragement. Help us to give God credit. God, you are faithful. Give you thanks in Jesus' name. And so we continue in our worship this morning as we uh, list our prayer concerns, requests. Where have you, or what have you seen and heard? Uh, where have you seen love and acts of justice? Or where might there be in need or need love and acts of, of, of justice? So where have you seen good news for the marginalized? So uh, Steve has the microphone. And uh, yeah, we just invite um, anyone to share uh, you know, what stories do you have to share to encourage our community of faith? probably come up later, but I'd like to put in a good word for next Sunday for our choir. Choir will be singing, and uh, uh, it's really been good to gather together and, and practice. So this is a, this is a joy. We'll keep, keep the story going. So mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, thank you, John. Josh, right there. Thank you. I wanted to thank everybody. Uh, we had uh, my uncle's celebration of life um, last Sunday. Um, it, it's always interesting when you're around family. Um, <laughs> it is complex, right? So um, I, I was glad all, uh, both of my cousins and my step cousins got up and, and shared, and I felt like it was it went as good as it could have gone, and that's sometimes what you want with family, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I just want to thank you for that. Just pray that um, really that there would be some breakthrough with my Aunt Lynn. There's um, just very much uh, bitterness and hardness of heart with her. Um, and so um, I just want her to come to know the Lord. So just prayer for her pray that we would keep in touch uh, with that side of the family. Um, so again, thank you for uh, walking through um, me and us in this journey. And um, again, just um, grateful for that. So thank you. Thank you, Josh. And we can thank God for his faithfulness as we pray. Met your family in their time of need, and we do pray for your aunt as well. Uh, 
and may the Lord really just guide her. Yeah. So in your mercy, Lord. Sarah? Um, I would like to ask for, I don't know, discerning prayer for me and for all of us. With I've been keeping track of the conflicts in Iran more lately and um, how great protest is being had and how women are standing up, um, but there's also a lot of um, violence. So um, just knowing how to pray for that country and the believers over there and the non-believers over there. And uh, like John said, that um, God's ways are not our ways. And so to look for solutions that might not come naturally to us but are from him. So just being in prayer for that country. Thank you, Sarah. So we'll just um, pause for just some silence because as Sarah mentioned, it seems sometimes no hard to know how to pray. And so we just invite the Spirit to give us those words in this moment. In your mercy, Lord. Yep, Audrey? Um, I would appreciate prayer support for my friend Wanda. Um, I was called down to Havana this week where she lives. She was placed in hospice. Um, she is dealing with terminal cancer and is in the last stages of her life. So um, if you would pray for her as she journeys home and pray for her family here with a heartbreaking week. And Father, we do pray for, for Wanda and family. Just pray that your presence is felt in very tangible ways. Uh, in the hours and the days to come. Lord, in your mercy. Uh, Carrie. Thanks. Um, just uh, offering prayers of, I guess, thanksgiving and a sign of redemption. Um, there were a number of leaders that gathered this week uh, with the East Peoria Chamber of Commerce just to hear about the efforts that are happening in workforce development here in the region and specifically um, opportunities to train people who maybe have never had jobs and to, to pay people to go through training to address barriers that keep people from, from employment. And I was just so encouraged to hear um, just the, the collaboration of the collaboration that has been happening and to hear the outcomes of that, that partners like Illinois Central College and other, other institutions in our region are all working together really to create opportunities. And um, in that, I just uh, experienced a, a sign of, um, yeah, of God's coming and present kingdom mm. here in our region. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah, acts of justice and moving towards equity. Father, we thank you for your work. We pray that it continues. Let us know how to partner. It's in Christ's name we pray. Or in your mercy, Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Anything else to share this morning? What have you seen and what have you heard? We have Deb. Uh, so Steve, come forward again. Deb's up here. Yeah. Just getting the workout in. It just, it's good. Thank you, Steve.
And I just uh, was thinking of the fact that yesterday I was at a sale out in the country and um, here to some wonderful things, um, uh, Christmas items, that kind of thing. But what struck me is several times I saw the blue and yellow again worked in even to that. Um, a pair of earrings with with blue with a yellow punch outline. And um, I'm seeing that in a lot of places, which gives me hope that people are not forgetting what's still happening in Ukraine and the horrible changes in that situation every day. So I would ask for the continued prayer that I think we're doing um, in a lot of places, but that we do it especially again this morning. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Deb. That's important to keep this first and foremost in our thoughts and prayers, uh, the unrest, the violence, the uh, terrible things that are currently happening. Um, so we just hold that, that conflict in prayer. We pray for hope in your mercy, Lord. Thank you for sharing uh, what you have seen and heard, and, and just an invitation to continue to do that uh, with your families, uh, with those who are closest to you. Continue to um, witness to, continue to share um, the, the good things uh, that you have seen, the love, these acts of mercy, acts of justice, uh, for we need that um, in, in this season, don't we? So let's join together with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Chitty will have any announcements, please. Raise your hand. Y'all are going to be so happy when Christmas is coming. I stop making announcements every week. Um, but next week, it's here. Our choir will be singing during the service. I'm so excited for that opportunity. And then afterwards, everyone is invited downstairs for soup and salad. And then afterwards, we're going to be going caroling. We have a number of houses we're going to hit as teams before we collectively meet at Snyder Village at 2.30. And don't think just because you're not going to sing for caroling, you don't deserve soup. Everyone deserves soup. If Jesus died for your sins, everyone deserves soup. Um, we're going to be having cards downstairs that you can sign and artwork you that we can bring to those who are we are going to sing if you want to feel like you're earning your soup, you can come down and be creative with us. Um, what else? I, a little birdie told me in the library that it's somebody's birthday, so I wondered if we could warm up our voices for next week and sing happy birthday to Pastor Eric. <coughs> happy birthday.
Are there others? Please stand for the benediction. Oh, oh. So actually the birthday is Wednesday, not today, but I am registered at Target. If you want to go get, I'm kidding, it's a joke. Uh, no, so 31 degrees next Sunday. That's the forecast. So we can do this. We can, we can be outside and, and doing, doing the caroling. It's going to be great. Uh, a couple of things. Yeah, so there's um, Menno Haven uh, Winter Retreats dates here. Contact me if you're interested. And also uh, this Colossian Way uh, journey with uh, Roanoke Mennonite Church. Uh, that will happen uh, in the new year. We'll be uh, engaging some um, really meaningful dialogue with them. And then also I'll just mention uh, uh, the Longest Night service, uh, which is um, on the Longest Night this year, December 21st. Uh, and that's here, and we've invited our friends from Roanoke to participate, as well as Zion Baptist Church. And so I believe that's at 6 p.m., is that correct, John? Yeah, so just uh, mark your calendars for that, too. So. All right, that's all I have. Anyone else? Okay, thank you. Please stand for the benediction. May you go out in love, emboldened to share the good news of God's grace.